Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yoda Speeds, the sport of episode 226. We do not have Clarence tonight, but I know that John's here. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? Pretty good, and I also know that Stuart is here. Hello, Newman. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Uh, the old handle. I love it. Uh, okay, so let's get right into sports talk with my sports buddies. Um, John, I'm, I asked this question of Stuart, I believe, last time we talked, which at this point was probably like August. Yeah, six um, or eight weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, right. And I asked him the boner clock question about his excitement level on the on the um, excuse me the Vikings, <laughs> and I think he was a four and a half. So he had yep. he had an inverted wang at that point. As, a, as I recall, it was pointing the wrong direction at that point. <laughs> it was doctors it was. were being called in. Wanted, yeah, yeah, it was weird. Uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of notes from concerned. We're we're really huge in the physician community, so <laughs> we got a lot of concerned emails. Um, but anyway, John, I want to ask the same question of you because I don't really know what to think about this about this team. I I know that I I'm a broken record because I say I've said that for like the past two years, but right. I don't know. I mean, are they good or bad or is this exciting or does it? Do you care? Well, I think the I think the thing that has surprised me the most is that their offensive line, in general, seems to be decent this year. We'll save, let's save some of this, though, for when Clarence comes back, because I know he wants to... He's got, like, 20 good minutes of an apology for Rick, so... <laughs> <laughs> so far, I, I'm i not I'm not saying that this is going to be an amazing offensive line for the whole entire year, but so far, they seem to be passable, and I really feel like that's the biggest difference between last year and this year, because they, they got... Um, I legitimately just forgot Case Keenum's name for Case that Keenum. long. That's how. Keenum. That's how sort of they they just got anonymous quarterbacks and they they plug in Bradford one week and then Keenum's the next week and then I assume at some point Teddy will come back and we'll all sob bitter tears of joy and mm-hmm. fear that his leg is going to explode again and that'll be fun too. But for the most part, we're just looking at sort of an anonymous team with a great defense and the line has been passable enough that they can both run and throw the ball which is a big change from last year i especially given I, that they're I, on they're on their third string quarterback and their second string running back and uh their uh first string wide receiver has been out the last two games right and they're 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 and michael floyd has also been out so it, they they really have just been piecing it together and I can't. What I can't figure out is whether the Vikings are like good. Good. We know their defense is good. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out whether they're good as a team or if the NFL is just such a random number generator that it's like, well, they're five and two this week, and in a couple of weeks they'll be five and seven, and there's no way of telling. Well, they're probably going to be I'm, six and two after this week, John. Probably. Well, it, it, probably. When you're dealing with the random number generator, there is no probably. Well, the random number generator will run headlong into the Cleveland fucking Browns. So, uh, you, uh, good luck with that random number generator there. I think the random, the random number generator gets like three just for being on at home. You have to admit that it would be a very Vikings thing to do to lose to the worst team in NFL history at home, Deshaun Kaiser. 
throws for 450 yards somehow, even though he doesn't have 450 <laughs> it would be yards amazing. in six games. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, that would be a pretty Vikings thing to do. And it's over, I mean, it'll be at 8.30 in the morning our time over in uh, jolly old England. Ancestral home of the Marthalers. I'd say, uh, I <laughs> that's just... That's a sport effect. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, it's going to be, I have no idea if they're for real or not. I think they've benefited from having a very hit or miss quarterback. I mean, Case Keenum is, he doesn't have much in the way of accuracy. I don't know if, I don't know if anyone else has no. noticed that. He's been missing just yeah. wide open guy. I mean, that the guys are getting open. So I mean, and it's obviously we saw that we saw wide, that right? giving him time. Yeah, we we saw that. I mean, we have one weeks of evidence of Sam Bradford being incredibly competent, um, and Amazing. one weeks That's of evidence week. of Keenum actually playing well one week against Tampa. So there's a legit chance they might be good in a bad NFC. And that's about as optimistic as I'll get. And I know the schedule gets Are tougher gonna... in the second half, but uh, they're going to be 6-2, and two, and there's a chance our sweet, beloved son, Teddy, will be back after the bye week. I am just... I probably have mentioned it before, but I cannot get over that he's actually going to play I know. by choice. It doesn't I make know. any sense to me. I would be nowhere. I wouldn't even be able to attend a football game the rest of my life if I was Teddy. I jammed my thumb playing dad ball in like June, and jammed it. Just kind of hurt my thumb. And even now, when I'm playing basketball, I'm like, "Ooh, ouch! Oh my god! Don't pass the ball to me! Uh, I'm gonna hurt my thumb again." This dude had his leg nearly chopped off. Mm-hmm. I just That's feel a- like he's gonna crumble to dust for the first time he's barely touched. I can't believe he's trying to do this again. I know it's a freak re- injury. Maybe he has like a titanium rod at this point for all I know, but <laughs> mentally, Jesus. I can't believe that's a real thing. We we make jokes a lot of the time about Sam Bradford's leg falling off and we just, it's mm-hmm. such a throwaway joke, but literally Teddy Bridgewater nearly had to have his leg amputated. They credited the trainers for responding quickly and saving his leg with this injury. And he Why was just would- running around. Not yeah. not like tackled by a four hundred pound guy, just running around in the yard, and his leg nearly comes off. And in the I, toughest of tough guy sports, they like have guys retching on the field and calling off practice and nearly crying. And he's just going to be like, "Okay, now I still I still play this sport. This is yep. still the one for me. I still want to go Jeez. back out on the field and let people go hit be me. a coach." Great guy. I mean, I'm super excited. He's he's truly the only thing that that keeps me somewhat paying attention uh, to the team is if he comes back because honestly, I just don't even a Case Keenum led team with like a good defense. That's that's not really the sport for me. Yeah, it's hard to get no. too wound up about it. I mean, if you watch the Monday night game last night, the Eagles are really fun to watch right now. They're like you yes. know they're yeah. throwing throwing bombs. Just they're fu- I mean, despite being from North Dakota State, he, uh, Carson Wentz appears to be a legit NFL quarterback, or at least is trending in that direction. And they're fun to watch. And it's the Eagles, so you figure something bad will happen to them too, since nothing good ever happens <laughs> sure. to Philadelphia either. So uh, that's like more. I would prefer if the Vikings were doomed, but looked like that. Um, as opposed to their yeah. current state of doomed and like grinding out, you know, twenty three to thirteen victories. Yeah, eight field goals or whatever the hell it was. There was an article I read recently. I think it was on the Ringer, but I can't remember what it was or where it was. Uh, they were talking about the Jaguars and how they're successful, even though Bork Bladels is a disaster. <laughs> and their strategy obviously is okay. Well, let's just make the quarterback matter less. Let's draft a good running back. Let's have a good line. Let's just build around. Uh, let's just ignore it that position for a little while and make sure he just doesn't make many mistakes, and that's how we'll win. And like that's a totally fine strategy. Mm-hmm. I just it's, have zero interest in watching it. It's, you couldn't fucking pay me to watch a Jaguars game. Get the fuck out of here! It's I'm not like watching the, Bork Bladels run around and pass four times. Running is not fun <laughs> to watch. There's like maybe Adrian Peterson in his prime and that like Bears game when he ran for like 280 yards. Sure, there are exceptions, but for the most part, like I don't need to see. Leonard Fournette up the middle for eight and a half yards. Just 
No, thank you. It's um, the podcast's resident hockey buff. I think it's similar to the Jacques Lemaire Wild. Just, you know, you're happy that they're making the yeah. conference finals, but it's ugly hockey and just aesthetically displeasing. John, John does that work? That that works. I'll give you that. Good. I feel good about that. Yeah, um, yeah that was a good pull. Too. Yeah, it would have also, like, the Pat Riley Miami Heat teams good one and yep. like yep. whitey uh and the 87 st louis cardinals just because fuck the st louis cardinals and whitey herzog yeah right yeah it's like i'm glad you guys won but no one watched it it's yeah no one cares it's, it's ugly and it's your mother dresses you funny just go away yeah so ideally guys, no, keep going are you as interested in the nfl in total uh this year as compared to Look back as far as you want. Three, five, ten years ago. Like, what's your interest level compared to the peak? Are you close? Is it still fun for you? I would say mine is near zero. Yeah, like, yeah. On, a, on, a, on a zero to 100 scale, if my peak was 100, right now I'm at like a 12. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. And I was wondering if it was just me. But for some reason, the past few years have definitely been getting a lot less, but this year just a nosedive into, and maybe it's like, you know, I, I don't watch a ton anyway, so the times I've been watching, I just feel like it's flags and weird rules, and I just, explanations of replays and whatever else, and it's just not for me anymore, man. I don't know. I just can't uh Yeah, I, can't really I, can't, I can't pretend that there's something different about the NFL itself. I don't know. It's like I just lost interest at some point. Because I used to, it used to be like, oh, it's Thursday night, NFL tonight. Oh, it's Monday night, NFL tonight. Oh, it's Sunday afternoon. I'm going to watch the Red Zone Network all afternoon. Yeah. And now I didn't even watch the Vikings game on Sunday because I had anything else to do. I don't know what's going on. What's happening? It is weird. I. I'm well, with you. I still tune in for like the first ten minutes of most Vikings games. Then I'm like, oh right, yeah, I don't care about this at all. I can't even find myself. There's half. Jones has watched some of it with me because he likes playing football. And like a third of the way through the game, he'll be like, "What team are we cheering for?" Because he has no idea. Because I'm just like staring at the screen, like, whatever. I don't know. I should. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of this for me is that I have. Uh, house to take care of and a Mm -hmm. wife and a daughter that i have to talk to sure and so using using my statements as trying to extrapolate to anything doesn't actually work because it's just sort of my time of life but Stu, where are you at would you say but john before we move on would you say that you're like that for all sports then uh to a point i guess Mm -hmm. i feel like some i'm still pretty up on Soccer, obviously, I have to still be up on because I do it for 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 work. But yep. Um, for other sports, I think I probably have less up on. Like, I haven't watched a random NBA game or a random NHL game since my daughter was born, and I'm pretty sure that's going to last until she's twenty five, twenty six years old, something like that. Yeah. Right. Okay, Stu, what are your yeah. thoughts? Um, I think the, uh, my, uh, enjoyment is almost purely derived from being in the same fantasy football league as my wife. And like, that'll be, we'll watch that part for fun just to yell at like, you know, Frank Gore or something like that. That's, that is honestly, that is the main driver of my NFL viewership. And also just, I mean, obviously the fact that our players are disrespecting our national anthem, um, is very troubling to me. Yep. An American yep. who um, has served bravely on the um, internet uh, patriotism wars, so it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah, I, that's it, that's kind of like the extent of my NFL viewership. Honestly, is that it's kind of fun for Mandy and I to, you know, oh, let's we got players going this game, let's watch that, and then I'll like you know throw the Vikings on. Um, it's usually coincides with a Piper's dance class on on Sundays, so sometimes. You know, I'll take her in, or sometimes Mandy will take her in, and uh, um, that's usually if uh, I'd say you know, ten, fifteen years ago, you know, you wouldn't have been able to peel me away from the set and 
would have made the kids walk or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I still, weird. I still watch, but it's almost purely gambling derived. So yeah, for sure. If I didn't play fantasy football, I can't imagine any way I would watch at yeah. all, except for some of the, you know, I probably would watch playoffs and maybe some of the bigger games, but yeah, I mean, you can go uh, uh, grocery shopping on Sundays is amazing. There's nobody at the stores during the games. You can get all the bargains. Right. If there's a BOGO sale yeah. at Lunds and Byerly's, I mean, shit, man. Oh, shit. That's, you can get those. That's uh, dream right there. The, the spicy chicken tendies. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh it's boy. yeah, it's a bonanza. Yep. A bonanza for the, you know, uh, crowd-hating grocery shopper. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. So, Stu, you obviously have nailed the reason that you don't care about the NFL as much, which is because of their the uh, disrespectful players, the America yes. haters, yes, treasonous, the treasonous mm-hmm. traitors, mm-hmm. right? They like to call them, yes. Um, and I totally am down with that. That's a very valid point of view. Thank <laughs> you for your service again. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think I say that enough. Um. But I know the the common complaint for most people is that the there are no good teams, you know. So it's kind of like, eh, whatever. They all fucking suck. So who knows? Who and there's underdogs beating whatever. It's just it like you, John was saying, it's a coin flip. But once I started realizing how needlessly complicated the sport was, that's kind of when I started checking out. Which I know was kind of a weird reason to not care about the NFL. I mean, the main thing is because guys are like going to die really yeah. soon. For almost no reason. That's yeah. the main thing. Well, yeah, Andrew Santejo just sort of... about killed uh, 60 Minutes as Mike Wallace last Sunday. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just, then I Mike mean, Zimmer came out and was like, eh, I think it was a legal hit. Jesus. Yeah. People, hey, were, well. yeah, people were like, "How do you, why did he get a game suspension? Well, he almost killed a guy. That's why. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I just, yeah. There's basically and, no reason. Just Yeah, I mean, between that and the uh, Devontae Adams hit on that Green Bay Chicago game, it's like, you know, we're going to, we will see somebody die. It's just, and that maybe is what causes some trepidation, whether we want to admit it or not, is we don't want to be watching live when somebody dies. That's not a thing anybody, I think, wants to do. I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody really, uh, except for some crude, awful people like uh, Dad, ba- Dad Basketball's Colin Hummel seem to derive pleasure Colin from, Hummel, fr- from, yeah, from a Gordon Hayward's uh, foot nearly falling off. Uh, nobody wants to yeah, see yeah, that. No, it's fucked up. Who wants to see that? It's the same like, you know, dipshit, you know, dropouts who rented faces at death when I was in high school. It's just like why, <laughs> why, why would you? No, no, that's bad. Morally, that's bad. You don't want that replaying in your brain the next twenty five years. So I, I'd love to know if there was a if there was some sort of correlation between like. The kids who proactively rented Faces of Death and like average jail time because there's got to be a really <laughs> well, it's that or Repu- that, 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 that a Republican office holder, one of those two things. <laughs> oh, okay, hey, stick to sports. Sorry, sorry, jeez, the flag thing I totally got, but that one, it's just a, it's a bridge too far for us. Uh, here. I know, I know. Uh, we're, we're centrists, as you know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just like the more I see these fucking flags for uh, illegal motion or uh, blocking downfield or all this stuff, it's just like this is such a dumb sport. Like not only are guys getting hurt, it's also really stupid the way it's all designed. So that's in my head now too. So the whole combination has basically just been – like what? What am I doing? Why am I spending my time watching this stupid, complicated coin flip sport? <clears throat> Sad. I miss it. I miss caring about it. But it's the way it is. Um. Anyway, go Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I think they're favored by like eight points. Yeah, Browns are fucking terrible. Yeah, that's a New- tough one for the for the Browns fan in me. I'm 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 a little I'm a little sad about this season. Yeah. Do you know, um, John? Do you know are they playing at the Stadium of Light or Wembley or? You know, what? I don't actually know. Usually, don't they have the games at Wembley Stadium? I thought they did. 
You know, at least one of the games this year is at the English National Rugby Stadium. But they have like 12 London games this year, so maybe yeah. that one already happened? Maybe they're trying to like send it to different pitches across the pond and uh, have maybe like... They, the... I, I genuinely don't know the answer. I don't know how they decide those things. I think Maybe they, they are call, playing. They call them friendly like. still. I think, even though it's a regular season game. Well, yeah, it's a football friendly. Yeah, and it's this is and it's for the Federation Cup or the FA Cup, um, not for. They call it. They call it the Americas Cup. Of the Americas Cup, okay, but yeah. not there's the no yachts the, involved. The America, it's the Americas Cup of the Americas, and for some reason they call it Australian Rules, even though that's an entirely different sport. I don't understand it myself. I don't think they understand the difference between America and Australia and England. They're very confused about a great many things right now. Me too. I am also. Well, so, yeah. I have... I don't know. I think I'm done talking pigskin. That's fine. That's okay. Pro did, pigskin, uh, at least. Um, did uh, John, you had mentioned you... Uh, uh, Spent some quality time with the Minnesota Gophers, the the PJ Fleck oh, team. Yeah. How'd that work Boy, out for they, you last week? That game against Illinois could be the worst football game I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And we those should, are two those long, are two very bad football teams. Longtime listeners are, will know that you have seen a lot of bad football as a Gopher season I, ticket holder. Like it's not like your third game and you watch no. like two Super Bowls and then this. Like you've seen your I'm into three Jesus. decades of active gopher fandom, a time in which they have never risen above the level of mediocre. So I have seen some bad football. I lived through Jim Wacker. I lived through Tim Brewster. And this was... I can... <laughs> I, I can't describe watching Minnesota run all over Illinois, even though Minnesota can't run all over anybody. So you got Illinois' run defense, which might be the worst unit of all time. But then every time the Gophers threw the ball, they they had they had Demry Croft behind under center, and every time he threw it, it was literally up for grabs between Illinois and Minnesota, who might catch it. He threw fifteen passes; five of them were complete to Gopher players. Two of them were complete to Illinois players. At least Jeez. three more could have been intercepted. It was. You looked at his final stat line. His final stat line was something like 11 rushes for 32 yards and 5 of 15 passing for 47 yards and two interceptions, and I think he threw a touchdown too. And I was thinking, that's exactly the kind of statistics I would expect if we put Brandon under center for the next game. (laughs) (laughs) You surround him with ten other college football players and put Brandon under center. That's exactly what I would expect. Just throw a few up there. We'll see what happens. Yeah, just drop back. Ball's going nowhere. You're making dumb throws as you're getting hit. Oh, it was just an absolute disaster. And I don't, I don't know what Lovey Smith. Remember Chicago Bears coach Lovey Smith? He coaches the University of Illinois now. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he would have to do to get fired from that job because it's clearly not related to his performance as a football coach. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
You think I, he's that terrible? How long has he been there? I think I you know I don't actually know the answer to that, but just give me a sport effect. Two all years, right, he's been there years? three years. He's been there three, three years. years. Okay, this is his enough to year. have turned it around a little bit because like right. Jim Harbaugh turned Michigan around in like yeah, a now, week and a half, and now they're turned back around and going the other direction. No, I think. Oh, uh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the Jim yeah, Harbaugh. Fuck those pens. guys. Jim Harbaugh's shelf life is pretty uh, pretty quick. He's a uh, He's an IPA. Yeah. He's not. He's not a. Uh, since I'm a beer industry guy, I know this now. He's a fresh IPA that you want to drink right away. He's not like a porter that you want wet to sell her for a couple of years. Yeah, he is a wet hop. He is definitely not an. He's not an imperial stout. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So that makes that makes sense. So he is now just. He burns so bright. Yeah, I think he, uh, John. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, John. He currently has the same. His start of his career is the exact same record as Brady Hoke. Is that true? <laughs> I think that believe if that's not true, I'd still like to believe that it's true. That's, <laughs> that that is the quintessential sport effect: is we say it because we want it to be true. Yes, oh, I'd and love it's close that. enough to be like, yeah, let's not even yep. look that up. <laughs> that's what we mean by sport effect. Any new right. listeners, something we hope. Is true and mm-hmm. could plausibly be true. That's a and, perfect. And thing is, and Wade has got three days of work to figure this out. So we've really we've we've set it up really well. It's true. Yep. I can report a non-sport effect that Wade is on vacation this week. So mm-hmm. the problem is, I don't know whether that makes him more or less likely to listen to this episode by midnight tonight. You know what I mean? That's very right. true. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So anyway, getting back to. I thought that Lovey Smith, it seems like a competent human being. He'd be able to turn the program at least toward respectability fairly quickly. And it sounds like that's not happening. No, that is, I, I, I've never, (laughs) I've never advocated for a school besides the university of Minnesota to drop the sport of football, but I think it's time for (laughs) Illinois to get the death penalty. (laughs) Just because they suck. Fine. State, yeah, whatever. You guys are good. Yeah. Illinois, just you're done. I'm sorry. We're giving the death penalty that should be a Penn State to you guys. Find another sport, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Rowing. Rowing. I mean, Champaign's a big rowing town. <laughs> sure. Rowing would be good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a bummer. What has happened to Lovey Smith? Wasn't he like in the Super Bowl? Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. He, he coached a Super Bowl football team, and now he's stuck watching a collection of equipment managers running <laughs> all over his defensive line. I, I, I feel I feel bad for the Illinois football players. Not only was he in the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure he took Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he very well did. <laughs> Holy shit. What happened? What reality was that? I don't know. I want to go back to that world. That's a world I want to live in, where insane shit like that can happen. Rex fucking Grossman played in a Super Bowl. No, I don't think that's right. I I remember that, but that can't be right. He played on the team, but he wasn't the quarterback at that point or something. Yeah, Jim Miller was the quarterback by then. Oh, yeah, Jim Miller. So much better. Actually an upgrade. Uh, let's see here. Chicago Bears, Rex Grossman. Okay, you guys talk amongst yourselves. The 2006 <laughs> season. All right, I'm going to look up how long Lovey Smith has been at Illinois. Stu, I need you to just ramble for a while. Um, so the quarterback is no longer Connor Rhoda. Um, it is In the Super Bowl, hold on. In, oh. we're, I'm already back. In the Super Bowl, Rex Grossman completed 20 of 28 passes, including a touchdown pass. He also threw two interceptions, one that was returned for a touchdown, and then fumbled twice. So he actually did play not only a little bit in the Super Bowl, he started a fucking Super Bowl game. Rex. Sexy Rexy. And he was responsible for four turnovers. That's about right. Yeah. Four turnovers. Yep. And I think that was the... uh, that was the first ring for Peyton, I think. That's yes, what it took for yes, him to the Colts won that one. Wow. Yikes. Gross. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, stupid. By the way, Dumb, this is Lovey Smith's. This is his second year as the 
coach at Illinois. All right, so the leash is a little bit longer. You, well, wait, do you still mm. want to cancel the program? <laughs> <laughs> They're only getting worse. Yep, cancel the program. Yep. Okay, so Lovey Smith is a disaster. We agree on that, but that means that the Gophers can't be that much better because didn't no. they? Was, the was this tied with like four minutes left? The Gophers are not all that much better. No, they they really are. They're struggling in a lot of different ways. Some of it was injuries, right? Wasn't that when we last talked? Yeah, some of it is injuries. Some of it is, like Stu said, their their quarterback play is exceptionally terrible right now. It it really it really would not be a lot different. I know I, I know Clarence can't throw overhand anymore due to injuries, but it wouldn't be a lot different if we put Clarence in a quarterback. He's oh, forty nine years old and has to throw every pass underhand, and it really is not that much different. Can you give the the listeners any hope at all? Um, Minnesota has won four football games already. And there are only so many games left in the season that they could lose. There are two wins for being bowl eligible, right, John? That's, well, I mean, right. Illinois is probably five wins from being bowl eligible, so. Okay, well, okay, uh, if uh, a friend of the program, Matt Brickman, who is a Illini alum, is listening to this, uh, you're only five wins away from the pinstripe bowl, Matt. Uh, Good you, Matt. Sorry about that. Matt, Matt I don't you. know if you have any connections, but it's time to drop football. <laughs> yeah, if you have any, if you have any eligibility left, <laughs> become athletic director. Grab a helmet. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Our good friend Hans Van Sluten, also an Illinois guy. Hans, make some calls. It's time. Drop the program. It's time, Hans. You know, you know it to be true. You know. So, John, the right. hope I was, I was, um, well, hoping. Uh, that you'd be able to impart is something about the future, maybe, and some recruits coming in. And well, I mean, PJ Flex, PJ be... Flex, the master recruiter. I don't, I don't think you can necessarily say much of anything about his coaching style until he's been here for a few years. I, yeah, you have to at least yeah, see that's how thing. see how next year goes. I think because he'll have his first crop of. Right guys he brought in and if he's as good a recruiter um as uh he's alleged to be then that might be a decent uh a better gauge than this year which is more of a feeling out period and i apologize that it's that way to our gopher football i apologize to dave because i think dave deserves better than this it's dave poor dave it's really dave that that uh, deserves more don't we have a quarterback i thought we had a guy uh, Seth Green, yeah, uh, Scott Evil, I believe. Yeah, he was. Right. Um, yeah, he was Oz on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Oz. So he was a uh, sort of big swinging dick in Minnesota, and then he moved down to Texas, similar to me. And mm-hmm. then, like the prodigal sons we are, we both returned. Uh, but he returned and is now bad at football. Is that the case? I see. He hasn't played at all, but I can only assume. That that's Seth a, Green that's even is worse. Terrible at football because he hasn't even gotten he hasn't even gotten a sniff of be, of saying, "Well, I, Croft can't throw, Connor Rhoda can't throw or run. Why don't we?" He's try worse Seth than Green? the guys we think? know are terrible. Right? He's that bad. He is. He he is. They're two objectively terrible people, and he can't even get a look beyond those two. So I can only assume that Seth Green is injured and possibly in critical condition. I was going to say he's like Augsburg bound. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's... Be at Hamlin. That might be... Maybe <laughs> that's the truth. I mean, he... Yeah, I, I just can't imagine watching these dumb shits play football and you sit on the bench and be like, man, I must be so bad. Right. Go to the coach's office, be like, uh, Coach. Um, Are you seriously this bad, Coach? I can't help but feel like you've forgotten I was on the team. <laughs> I'm still here. I have a jersey and everything. Yeah, I'm ready to go. You just, gave me that. Just uh, you see on my helmet, it says Green on there. That's my name. Green. Just go ahead yep. and yell at me. I'm nice. happy to 
jump in whenever. Well, I, poor guy, poor Seth Green. I think I don't know. Maybe it's you got to feel him. bad for that guy. Yeah, I guess I guess we do. Uh, do you guys want to talk about other sports? Sure. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about the failed Minnesota Timberwolves? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. We are, uh, for future historians, recording this on Tuesday, October 24th, which will go down in, in lore as one of the most disappointing, embarrassing games I've watched in a while. And I, <laughs> I have to say, I didn't watch the whole thing. I actually missed the part where they uh, shit their pants in the third quarter. I went to bring my kid down to bed, and I, and I came up, and there was some sort of like 24-4 yeah. run. But uh, holy shit. Uh, uh, have you ever seen so many things go wrong in one game? Did either of you watch yes. much of it? Yes, I have oh. seen so many things go wrong in a game because I've watched <laughs> the Timberwolves for many, many oh, okay. years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like wide open layups. Andrew Wiggins was one for six free throws. One out of six. Again, we made the joke earlier, but I do not ever shoot one out of six, and I am really, really bad at basketball. Uh, they let, I don't even know the names of some of the guys on this Indiana team <laughs> score at will. They scored like 130 points against them. Right. And just, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't like they just pulled away. They got like the same number of points in each half. It was yeah. a continual yeah. whooping throughout the game. Well, I mean, and I think R- Rick the, uh, Smith is a matchup nightmare, as is Detlef Schrempf. <laughs> yeah, Detlef, you Davises. can't put a. You, yeah. Who are you going to put on the both Davises, Dale and uh, <laughs> and Antonio? <laughs> Antonio. Oh, Antonio. Antonio. Yeah. yeah, Anthony's still young. He's uh, yeah. Um. It's a real bummer because the first three games were at least relatively fun to watch. Yeah. It's just, this Utah one was game. an absolute. The Utah one was kind of up and down. It was well, totally it was in hand. painful for like, in so many, in so many it was ways. Pa- it was painful in a lot of different ways. Uh, Ricky, our, our, our boy Ricky, man, he looked good. He looked like Oof. the exact player you'd want on a type of team like the Timberwolves. Right. Like a perfect complimentary player to these studs, but yeah, whatever. Um, can we hypnotize you know, Jeff Teague into believing that he plays for Utah, and then Ricky can just come back? Yeah, I mean, I thought that Jeff Teague was like a little overrated. Uh, I didn't think that he was going to be even someone like me who's fairly cynical. I didn't think he'd be like one of the worst players in the league after four games. <laughs> Like, essentially unplayable for two and a half games. (laughs) That's how bad he's been. He had one good game and one, like, sort of good half. And besides that has been... Tyus Jones has been better. And we love Tyus, but, you know, he weighs 75 pounds. he's five foot one. Yeah, he's not a... If he's out playing you as a starting point guard, you're kind of in trouble. And, you know, I think that the... It'll be interesting to see how the season goes along because... Obviously, like, Tibbs, uh, he's a defensive guy. He should whatever. This has to have killed him today. And I am 100% fine and okay and ready to blame Tibbs with this sort of stuff. But I have a hard time doing so when I watch Wiggins and Towns out there as the two most lazy, clueless, defensive idiots out there. And, like, I just don't understand what Tibbs is supposed to do to – Especially with Wiggins. Like, what are you supposed to do with him? He's useless on defense. Well, it's nice to know that Tibbs is such a great defensive coach that he literally has two players he can't teach how to play defense. I guess. I mean, I'm totally... I mean, I I just don't know what you're supposed to... Isn't some of this on Wiggins for being that lazy? Well, I, I mean, is it mostly effort, do you think? I do think it is mostly effort, yeah. Yeah. With him. I think Towns maybe just, I don't know, awareness, doesn't understand. He might be overwhelmed defensively because he's responsible for a lot. Some of that could be for sure on Tibbs. But I think we've seen really bad coaching before. We watched Kurt Rambis and Randy Whitman and, like, not playing the right guys and in the wrong position and telling certain guys not to shoot threes and 
we've seen that before. This just seems like they kind of come and go, and I don't know. Maybe it's all on Tibbs. That's fine. That's totally fine. But I also think, like, some accountability on the players. Because Wiggins and Teague and some of these guys, when they're not scoring, they are, like, again, they're useless on the court. That's why I loved Rubio. Even if he doesn't score, he's still going to be good defensively. He was never, ever useless on the court. (laughs) Exactly. They say good defense doesn't take nights off or whatever, and that's, like, so true, and we needed a guy like that. Ah, I'm still so sour. John. I'm not so sour. <clears throat> I wonder when do you think you're going to be over it? I I don't I don't anticipate being over it. <laughs> You've just already like no, it's not happening. It's it's like the 1998 NFC Championship game. I'm never ever going to I've made peace with that. I'm never going <laughs> to be over it. It's never going to yeah. be funny. I'm never going to enjoy so thinking just... about it. Yeah, I'm never going to see gonna it back without, and laugh at any of this. Yeah, it'll never be. I'll never be past it. Man, I think. Jeez. Uh, <sighs> well, the season is young, and they should be fine. Butler has kind of struggled, but I think he'll be okay. I think that he, without him, though, they suck because Wiggins is just so useless when he has to, like, defend a good player. He was guarding, like, Bogdanovich, whoever the fuck that is, and the dude just went off. I don't know. The guy who directed Last Picture Show plays for Indiana. He's, like, 75 years old. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, embarrassing. He's got a smooth stroke. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Just a real pretty... Form from the three, yeah, it's 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 wild, man. You know, did, second did, life, I guess. Did he leave his team at halftime for Sybil Shepherd? How? This is I, <laughs> none of this makes sense to me at all. I really should have watched the game instead of following it on Twitter. You've missed a lot. I yeah. apparently did. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I missed a good chunk of that game, and then I turned it off pretty quickly in the fourth. I was like, oh, this is, and I barely turned games off, so. My God. I knew it was going to be bumpy, so hopefully that's that's what that is. I don't know. I don't have anything else on the Wolves. John, do you want to talk about uh, the World Series? It's over now. Game yep. one. It's over. It's, it's all over. The Los Angeles Dodgers have won the World Series. Mm, uh, yeah. Turned out it was just the one game. Boy, I don't know why twist. they went to a one-game playoff this year, but it, it was Such a it dumb was idea. Yeah, it was way more. I was way more interested in Game One this year than any other right. year because normally of that Game weird One court. is just whatever. But this year, it's this is, important. It's over. Yeah, yeah, the parade's going on now. The parade happened right at the end of the game. Justin and Turner wrap is up your series the, MVP. I, I think it's it's an innovation. I I'm looking forward to next year when baseball to, to attract the kids uh, introduces three inning baseball games. That's those games are going to fly by. I, I really think it's going to change how the game of baseball works in a lot of different ways, and I think that should be exciting. So, the game started at seven ten. We're recording it is now ten twenty. Uh, so you would have expected the game to be in like the middle yeah. of the sixth right now. Maybe so it actually did go quickly. Yeah, yeah. it's it amazing. Yeah, I have it, it on was here. Actually, strange. Uh, game time oh, was two, two hours and twenty eight minutes, guys. That's got to be the fastest World Series game since about 1974. And can we just yeah, like have right. some some sort of celebration of the Houston Astros fucking getting rid of the New York Yankees? Yes, yes, we can. Because this yes. yeah, this would have been in the fourth inning if the Yankees were in it. I mean, there's just no other option I can think of. It's it would have been it'd be going at midnight. We don't it's, ever talk about enough about how things that feel super. We always talk about when. A sports uh, game or whatever feels inevitable, and then it happened, and we look back, and we're like, oh, well, I knew that was going to happen. Everybody in the world knew that was going to happen. We never look back on the things that felt inevitable but didn't happen as a way to stay humble about these sort of things. So we really need to appreciate that 99% of the planet was like, well, the Yankees are in the, in the World Series. I mean, everybody knows that the Yankees <laughs> are in the World Series. That's the way this is going to go. That, you know, 
Tickets were being sold. T-shirts were being printed. And then our heroes, our boys, we've loved them since the beginning. The Astros pulled it out. So, yeah. Our uh, guy, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. Who somehow is seven years younger than he was when he was with Detroit. I guess somehow Detroit would yeah. age anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. 9-0 and with the Astros. I did not know that until I saw that. Yeah, just totally, today. totally just re- rejuvenated after the yeah. trade. I keep expecting Roy Halladay to just walk out and be great again. All these guys <laughs> were amazing in 2010. Yeah. Did that guy just fall off a cliff really quickly, or did it just I think feel like so. that? I, I seem to recall having him on a fantasy baseball team and thinking, well, he can't be that bad, and then he was off the fantasy baseball team by about June because it turned out he was that bad. But he was, like, untouchable for right. years, and you felt like, well, he's going to be he's gonna be doing this forever. Yeah. And, uh, boy, that stopped in a hurry. Yep. I, okay, call, so I called it, him Doc. Okay, so here... Doc, Doc Holiday, I get it. It's good. Okay, so in his uh, at in uh, year thirty three, he was thirty three years old in twenty ten. Uh, he went twenty one and ten. He was he won the Cy Young. The next year at age thirty four, he was second in Cy Young, uh, nineteen and six, two point three ERA, incredible. Uh, the following year, he went eleven and eight, was bad. The following year, he was out of baseball. That's kind of that's really amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was an all-star for like 8 or 9 straight years and then one year kind of sucked and the next year was like forget it. Goodbye. Well, that's the amazing thing about Verlander is that he was unbelievable and untouchable for so long and then he had a couple years where he was just sort of eh, and you thought, well, he's on the wrong side of 30 and these things happen. He was Amazing, and he won, Cy, he won the Cy Young Award, and then he turned 30, and it looked like everything was in the toilet, and now he's amazing again. And I just, I don't exactly know what's going on. Uh, I don't either, but the weird thing about him is that I swear to God Justin Verlander is 38 years old, but I just looked up on Baseball Reference, it says he's 34. There's no fucking way Justin Verlander is 34 years old. I know, he's been... Amazing and making thirty-five starts a year since we were all in college, and here yeah. he is, and we're all in our early fifties, and yeah. our our kids are we're, grown. And we're a young fifty. We got nothing better to do than watch baseball, and there's Justin Verlander just plugging away. Here's what's interesting about Justin Verlander, um, in my opinion, he actually was never bad. He had two seasons in 2013. And no, he was not ever bad. Didn't wasn't he? Didn't we think he was bad for a while? He had one year in uh, 2014. Uh, oh my god! I just found out my laptop is a touch screen. <laughs> I just touched it. What <laughs> <laughs> <fuck> happened? <laughs> okay, hold that on, hold be- on. Let me get back. That right there might be the most sportive moment of all time. It had nothing to do with anything. It was technically incompetent. Uh, and the one guy who actually is a te- he's technically, you know, smart. He's like works at freaking Best Buy. know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. I got it back. Uh, so his ERA through like his mid-20s was 3.4, 3.3, 2.4, 2.6, 3.4. He had one year. In 2014, when it was 4.5. So that was his bad year, right? And I think we were all like, oh, well, that's over for him. <clears throat> but his FIP, y- y'all know FIP. We love FIP. Oh, yeah. Uh, was three po- was 3.74. So, like, he was still striking dudes out, still not walking many, just had sort of a bad luck year. The year after, we thought he was. He wasn't really striking guys out, though. His strikeout, rip, his strikeout rate went way down. A little bit, I suppose. Uh, and you could say that that was, was something sort of wrong with him. But still, 3.74 FIP is not like a bad pitcher. It was 3.28 the year before. Right. And then he right. was the next year, uh, 3.3, 3.04, 3.36, whatever, ERA. So for some reason in my head, 
Justin Verlander was bad for like three years. Well, and uh, he and wasn't he really... very good in 2014, and then he got hurt in 2015. Okay, so maybe that's it too. Yeah, you're right. His innings did go down the next year. So, but man, he is fucking awesome right now. Right. The game tonight felt very uh, exactly how anybody would have expected it to to shake right. out. Three one game. Yeah, it's Kershaw. Keiko's good. They'll keep it close, but uh, it's going to be the Dodgers game, and that's what happens. So somehow it's 152 degrees in Los Angeles right now. I don't know how that's possible. Well, you know they need to they need to deal with yeah, adversity. Yeah, that's so, the science is still out on yet. that. It's like a warm day. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope they can make it a a series at least. I think it's possible. Right. I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't see uh, Los Angeles running away with this. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is a god. And then when he can, like, pitch it off to Kenley Jansen to finish it out, I mean, that's really, that's a tough road to hoe if you're going to try to beat that. But I think uh, I think Houston has a really good chance of uh, at least, you know, maybe getting a game back here right. tomorrow and making a series out of it. I, I don't foresee a Dodgers sweep. I really don't. It would be a surprise to see uh, to see just total domination out of L.A., but, yeah. I mean. They do have a payroll of a quarter billion dollars, so uh, things right. like that do, do happen sometimes. Should we be hating the Dodgers more for that payroll? I, think I feel if, like maybe we should. We should. I think it'll be end up like a, a, they like win like three of the next five. That'll happen. It'll become a Red yeah, Sox Yeah, I'm definitely on board with that idea of like, a delayed hatred of them because yeah. right now I like them. I think Kershaw is so fun to watch. Yeah. Jansen's fun to watch. Bellinger, that the hacks he takes is fucking unbelievable. Obviously, I'm a I'm a human being, so I love Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Yeah. He he bat so, he bat flips on singles. I mean, that's just the greatest thing ever. It's so good. Bat flips singles. God, that's fun. What a fun guy. Yeah, I love him. So, but I'm I'm definitely down with hating them soon. But I, they got to win probably two before I'm like, okay, fuck these guys now. Because right. they're also really smart. That's what I hated about the Yankees is they just basically, it felt like, and I don't need anybody, Wade, just put your fact-checking pen down. But it felt like for like eight years in a row, they just basically picked out the best free agent each year and were like, he's, a, he's with <laughs> us now. He, he's on our team. I love and whereas these giving- guys like... I love that you're giving a team that spent a quarter billion dollars on players credit for being smart. They paid Carl Crawford $21 million to sit at home on his couch this year. They're not yeah. that smart. <laughs> no, but they have... I I do think that the the dudes running the show are the old Tampa Bay guys, the old Oakland guys, right. who are always known as being these like really, really, really smart guys. You're right. They yeah. definitely like overpaid at times, and they can do that, just similar to the Red Sox, but... It didn't feel like that with the Yankees, and I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure the Yankees were just as smart as these guys are at the time, but it definitely felt like they just, okay, who's the best guy this year? Uh, who's this idiot? He's he's on our team now. Giambi, yeah, you're with us. And A-Rod and fucking Musina and all these other guys too felt more mercenary than than these guys. And I'm, I know that I'm wrong about that, but I don't feel like it right now. Because Seager is a young kid, Bellinger's a young kid, Kershaw came up through those guys. So the heart of their team, they they're they're getting paid, obviously, but they also are not mercenaries, right? Yeah, These? but it, I mean, it's stuff like how much money did they pay Andre Ethier this year to do nothing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Just a really good retirement fund right it's you know uh do you read will leach at all i know i talk about him a fair amount on here yes i do he made the claim this week or last week or sometime recently that clayton kershaw is basically like the best pitcher that any of us have ever seen even if we don't know it yet and i thought he was being a real uh a real idiot with that one I looked up some of his numbers and they're mind-boggling. They're unfucking believable. I guess I just haven't been paying enough attention. I mean, I knew he was amazing, right? But like, 
when I first read that, I was like, oh, give me a, give me a break. We watched Johnson, Clemens, Pedro, Maddox, a bunch of other guys too. But uh, I don't know if I don't know if Will's wrong about this. He's fucking unbelievable. Right. I can't like, so I'm rooting for it. him too. Um, be, uh, better than Mad Bum. Ooh. I still think that uh, I still think that Pedro is the best. How about Kevin Tapani? <laughs> Ooh, Kevin, Kevin Tapani. I think was how it was pronounced. <laughs> Better than Scott Erickson in the first half of 1991? I think not, sir. I think not. I think not. <laughs> yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Very good times. Mm, yeah. Well, go, go Astros. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think that's right. Yes. I think okay. that's right. We agree on that. Um, okay, we're heading down to the to the end here, John. Do you want to talk footy for a few minutes? I'm curious what you think about uh, what do you think about the loons season? Well, they it's over, they right? had a rotten season. They, they they finished they they finished at the bottom of the at the bottom. Well, not at the very bottom of their conference, but they were bad. They were real bad. They made some personnel decisions that. We'll be talking about in the same in the same context as Siyoshi Nishioka for a long time. They they really screwed up the start of the year. By the end of the year, they had sort of gotten it together to be an also ran middling kind of team, but that's not really going to cut it either. I they they have a good core. They have a number of guys who you feel like could be the core of a decent team. Um, you just I, I wonder about the team's capability to add to that because just based on the the, some of the guys they signed for this mls year that just were terrible and you have to wonder whether they have the whether they have the capability of getting that right next time around i guess we'll see i i assume that all of the all of the decision makers in the front office will be back again for next year but it really feels like they have one more chance and if it goes just as wrong as it did last year, then it's time to make some changes because it was just ugly at the start of the year. Is there they a did salary up, cap? Uh, there is a salary cap, yes. But How they, much are these guys getting paid? Uh, it depends on which guy we're talking about. For it, it's, it goes all the way down. It, their highest paid player was their worst player. He got paid about 500000 this year. And then I don't think anybody else made more than about four hundred thousand. And then you go all the way down to some of the sort of fringe guys in the squad, and they're making sixty thousand. Sure, not so. bad. Hmm. Uh, so they were not the worst in the league, right? They were not the worst team in the league. No, they did have the worst defense in league history, which is not nothing. I was actually kind of happy about Yikes. that. Because it, it's a way it's a way that the terrible of the, the terribleness of especially the early part of this year will be remembered. It would have been a shame if they just sort of faded into also ran status, but they'll always be mentioned now. Every time a, a new team comes into the league and gives up forty two goals in their first three games or whatever, they'll say, "Well, Minnesota United holds the current record, having given up seventy goals in thirty four games in twenty seventeen." It's nice, a little feather in the cap. Yeah, so it's something that no one can be proud of. How was the turnout uh, for home games? Uh, they finished right in the middle of the league in home attendance. I think they were tenth overall. Was it one which, of those things where it like started out super, super? No, back I think it started out, out poorly and grew throughout the year. Oh, that's it, great! Th- their biggest game of the year was the first one. Obviously, that was the one that was took place in a snowstorm, but. After right. that, I it, it it was it it seemed like it got better as the year went on, and so maybe that's going to lead toward growing attendance all through next year, and then high demand for ticket prices or high demand for tickets in their first year in their new stadium. But it remains to be seen, I guess. Does the MLS work similar to other leagues? Like you need to tank to get a pick or free agent, well, blah blah blah, it- blah trades. 
they do have a draft and they do have free agency, but it really is not as important as other leagues. Uh, mm. the, the draft is for college players, obviously, but most of the really good additions to the league tend to be guys that are coming over from other countries and not American college players. I'm not saying that there aren't good American college players. Minnesota has has uh, had a pretty good one this year, but it's it does seem like the guys who are the real difference makers tend to be from elsewhere. So it's important, but tanking to get a pick isn't going to do much of anything for you. Mm. So how are they going to get good then? Like sign some really good they gotta, Euro players? They're going to have to recruit some good overseas players and some guys who are going to function as function as difference makers in positions where they just had nothing this year. And what's the what's the pitch to those guys? Like how are they going to sell them on the Um they the official beer of the team is better than any other team's official beer. Oh god damn it, that is so true. That is so true. Just I can't argue that. I don't think anyone can argue that. The the copywriting of the Ads for said oh, beer God. is top yep. notch. Yep, literally yep. like a I monkey, a first. monkey throwing shit at a wall that has an alphabet on it. That's uh, the copyrighting. But the beer's, <laughs> the beer's really good though. The words on the cans. Mm. I, I love assume the words on the those cans. Those are the first two things that they mention to any potential signings. Sure, sure. They they hopefully don't mention the fact that we've got like eleven non-white people in Minnesota, maximum. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that comes up. No. 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 You'd let that. Wait till they sign, then mention it. Huh. All right. So, how hopeful are you for the future there? And let's go zero to one hundred scale again. Zero to one hundred. How hopeful am I for the loon's future? Yeah. Yep. I, we're talking next year specifically, or beyond that. Uh, I'd like both. I'd like if you could give me both, I'd be happy. Next year, I'd say I'm at. 23 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the future with the new stadium and going forward I'd say it's more like uh, 82 holy shit wow. John. look at that that's awesome 82 this is like this is Father, this fatherhood is has Albers. changed Actually, it I hope it's not your Andy Albers moment <laughs> no this is not my Andy uh, it's just it's super exciting to th- <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, my Andy well, Albers moment would be if I predicted that if I said I think Minnesota United will win seven of the next ten MLS championships. <laughs> yes, yeah. the only, the Andy Albers moment is you forget what words mean yep. and how to <laughs> put them into a sentence. You forget how things work. You forget. <laughs> you, you have to literally not know who the person is. Yeah, and give I a think really Minnesota good Minnesota United is looking good for the Minnesota State Cup next year. I think Something Dave like Johnson that. is going to win MVP of the league next year. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. I guess I, I don't, don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't. It's hard. Uh, hard to say. a name and a number. Uh, well, that's good. Okay, so you've got uh, you've got hope. Yeah, I'm. It'll be exciting when they when they move into their stadium and they're playing in a in a smaller place. It's not a football stadium. It'll be it'll be a lot more fun. And when is that happening? That, I think, is still scheduled to happen in 2019. 2019, okay. Yeah, they'd really, they'd really have to hustle to get that one ready for next season. Right. Yeah, they they got one crane over there and a dude named Earl digging yeah. in the dirt. I think they're going to have to hurry beyond that. Yeah. Well, this is it's far enough away that I feel pretty confident we can commit to it without ever having it actually come true. Should we take a sportive outing to right. the new stadium? I think sometime? we should go. Absolutely. Go down there and get. We'll, we'll just we'll just have a good time. Clarence will ride his bike to the game. I think that's the important thing. A biker, yep. uh, yep. John, grab John, biker green line. Ooh. Well, why not both? So oh, that's true. Multi green line. That big He'll city take feel. New to the bike. He can portage. He can take the bike to the. Green he would love line. to portage. Yeah. He, he does yeah. love a portage. He loves a good portage. Some sushi on the way. So good. Uh, that sounds like a plan. Let's do that for sure. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm out of I'm out of words. Can we mention 
I, I want to mention the Minnesota Wild specifically. Zach oh, Greasy. Jesus. I'm sorry, is, I forgot about them. He's he signed for, and I'm not making this up. Nine more years. He signed through 2025. He's <laughs> Shut in his mid. He's in his mid 30s, and he's having significant recurring back pain. So I don't Join see the what could. I don't see what could go wrong for him. That's uh, this oh has never God. been a problem for anyone else in their mid thirties. Uh, a quick, Sorry, I totally spaced on the wild. I I really do want to know what in the world's happening with this team. Are they? They're, they're, they're not. Everybody's injured, and they're just not very good. Are they too injured to recover this season, John? Is it just already just fucked? Oh, oh that's a good question. Is it too long I'm for say, can, nickel version? Since we're trying to wrap up, <laughs> I'm I'm going to say that since for some reason, because the NHL schedule makers are drunk, the Wild mm-hmm. have played like five games, and everyone else in the league has played like fourteen games, <laughs> and so it's weird. They have okay. a lot of games in hand, so I feel like we're going to be in the same in the same boat the Wild always are, where they need Devin Dubnik to play. 43 consecutive best games of his life down the stretch in the spring, and then they'll just eke into the playoffs and then get slaughtered the first round, and we can all be disappointed again. Huh. Hmm. Well, so you're telling us there's a chance. You're saying yeah, the, the that, dream is over is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying blow it all up. I'm saying the University of Illinois should drop football. <laughs> <laughs> God, Henry Blake did not die for this. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, cool. Well, let's uh, let's stop talking to each other. Yeah. Okay. That's enough. We had a good run. And we did. Good, good work, Goodbye. everyone. Stop. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.